0: S-P-U-L-L-E-N at fairwaymc.com. And that phone number is 520-977-7904. Shoot Sue an email and let her know she needs to update that address.
1: At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership. We're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.
0: You are listening to an entertainment program put together by a company called Financial Ineptitude. Anything said on this show is not an endorsement or professional advice. Would you really want to tell a court of law you were suing us because you thought taking financial advice from two idiots on a podcast put out by Financial Ineptitude was a good idea? Really? Clown hats smiley face.
2: Hello and welcome to the China Shop, everyone. Step on in. We've cracked open the doors wide style. I'm shopkeeper Dan. With me as always is Kyle, creator of FinancialIneptitude.com. How are you doing today, Kyle?
0: Yeah, I'm doing pretty good, doing pretty good. Excited for this one. Got a lot of great stories, I think, on the, uh, the docket to touch on.
2: Yeah, and when I first started looking through the news, I, I was like, oh, there's nothing. There's nothing. But then where we ended up, I was like, oh, no, there's plenty to talk about today. Oh, yeah, there's some good stuff. Absolutely. Come on into the shop with us today. Folks, sit back, relax, rage against that hedge machine. We'd like to welcome any new listeners just joining us. We're here smashing our way through a complete set of fine China, sharing those ever-growing strategies for trying to maximize gains and cut those losses. Everybody's favorite, cut losses, maximize gains. That's all you got to do. That's it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Right? It's easy as Uh, that. uh,
2: If you're new to the shop and stock trading in general, you can always check out our knowledge and resource centers on financialineptitude.com, or you can give one of our many beginner trading episodes a listen. We'll have all those links in the episode description but the best place the absolute bees knees dare i say is head on over to our discord server totally free get on there with a bunch of amazing badass people every day really awesome place why is bees knees considered good the the bees knees because yes because it rhymes
0: is that the only reason, or is there something about the appendages of?
2: Oh uh, no, you know, in the eighteen hundreds, we hit. Uh, there was about a ten to twenty year period where eating insects became a fad, and the knees of the bees they would well, it was really just the legs, but they called them the knees. Like, yeah, no, it yeah. was like saffron. They would mm-hmm. they would cook with it, you know.
0: Yeah, I've actually had a bee knee before. It was actually pretty tasty. <laughs> Not a lot of meat on it. You, know? <laughs> yeah, you got to get a lot of pretty
2: Sounded pretty good. I almost had it. I almost had it for a second, but <laughs> got away from me. <laughs> oh, hey, Kyle, speaking of our Discord server.
0: Oh, yes. Uh, shoot me a <laughs> private message with uh, uh, your mailing address, and I'll send you some smashable swag or terrible swag, depending on yeah, you... what your preference is.
2: Not terrible, but swag you can tear like you would tear a piece of paper into small pieces. Yeah, everything's destructive. That's, not that's like, not, not bad. like
0: terrible, <laughs> like it's it's poor quality bullshit product. Are you, are you saying I make marketing uh, uh, <laughs> language here is probably needs to be rethought.
2: <laughs> you know, you'd think so. But here in Vegas, there's a gas station chain called Terribles. So, oh. fuck, what do I know? All right. <laughs> <laughs> they, they seem very successful okay then yeah yeah yes send your uh your your mailing address and we'll uh, mail you some free stuff you know we're really glad you're all here folks we have a lot of fun and it's always better friends it's a really wonderful time and kyle speaking of wonderful times do we have any show news to report yes
0: you have the delta episode with baba yaga that'll be out on monday Mm. there's a little bit of uh, some issues with his recording um somebody who hosted that told the guest that he did not need his pop filter and has paid the price in the editing room.
2: <laughs> oh, send me that file and I will I can put it through one of my filters. Oh, okay. I will do. Um, let's
0: see. After that, I uh, had an interesting conversation with a fellow named Bruce Scott, Jamaican financial advisor and educator. That'll be coming mm. out the following week. And there's not really nothing else on the schedule after that. I'm trying to get some more guests scheduled. But uh, if anybody out there has any people they think we should talk to, shoot them our way. I'll try to reach out. Wow. Did we really, really run out of people? I mean... It
2: finally happened?
0: No, it's... There's still more. It's just I'm tired of talking to the same... <laughs> the same kind managers. of people? Yeah, I want yeah, more like... traders. More traders. Give me more traders. Mm. Okay. okay. Like real traders. Not... <laughs> okay. Not not boobers. right 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 just trade my indicator just just,
2: right just pay me five grand and do whatever my indicator says you'll be rich yeah exactly that's it that's it (laughs) well folks we have got a retroactive retrospective retrogressive episode for you today lots of market moving news plenty of stocks on the radar and brighter futures than the am radio Oh no. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Good. Nice. To, to talk about that. We'll, we'll circle back around to that later. Sounds like foreshadowing. <laughs> and reach out to us. We love your messages and comments on Twitter, Facebook, especially on our Discord. If you're old school, you can send us an email to bulls at financialineptitude.com. That's the number two, B-U-L-L-S, at financialineptitude.com. Maybe you got a hot stock tip. Maybe you want to tell us about a trade you just made. Or maybe... You're just trying to live your best life there in France, but a young orphan latches on to you, apprentices, and learns everything you know just to get you killed in a fiery shootout with the Paris police.
0: (laughs) What movie is that? Oh, wait, is that that one with John Travolta?
2: Whoa. Whoa. From Paris with Love? No, no, it's the professional, Leon. Professional, oh. Written and directed by Luke Besson, starring... Jean Renaud and a 12-year-old Natalie Portman. I don't think I ever actually saw that movie. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. It's it's pretty good. Good old Natalie Portman. She's like a 12-year-old. She's a phenomenal uh, actress. (laughs) Kyle, I think it's uh, time to talk about the bet results.
0: Uh, Okay. Oh, no, wait. Actually, yes. Yes, we do. Yeah, I was some good ones. Well, I, I mean, we, we picked IEP after seeing that short report come out and Carl Icon not doing much to actually, you know, defend it in any meaningful way, defend his, yeah. his company. Uh, I accidentally pulled up the five minute when I first looked at it and I was like, ah, I watched all those candles <laughs> into the clothes going up like shit. Did we lose again? <laughs> no, no, no. It opened at 36.36 36 and hit our take profit on Friday before closing at 32.22. So that takes our total. We made about fifty bucks. Takes us up to five thirty-two forty six.
2: Oh wow. Yeah, look at that. We shorted it at the top. Yes. Nailed <laughs> that. <laughs> oh man. I was I was actually gonna gonna try and pick up some puts on that, but I forgot about it. I had to move <laughs> I had to move the money into my futures account to go live ah, next week. So gotcha. I decided not to tie it up in a trade. Probably a smart move. Yeah.
0: Uh see random went with a l opened the week at thirty eight dollars and two cents closed on friday at thirty eight eighty two uh so random made about ten bucks closed at four ninety one thirteen and i gotta wonder, did we uh accidentally turn on adaptive difficulty mode on this bet because it seems like random's been throwing us some softballs lately <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah i I don't know that's air lease corporation they're channeling up it, it's, it's... It's a decent it was a decent pick for random like maybe maybe the thank you letters uh, maybe they
0: actually worked huh? Garnered some sympathy oh, I put a lot of thought into that <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, we'll have another bet coming up uh, at the end of the episode, but tell them maybe we should do some news.
2: All right, let's talk about some news. get done dow drops deep on moving inflation covid frustration war damnation we're just bringing you the fucking news you gotta recognize the game if you don't want to lose we're just trading information yeah, we are. Rioters raiding um. Insider trading Taxes mm. are raising Bills mm-hmm. on the hill We got a crypto mill No, they ain't growing weed When the Fed speaks today It's some shit we don't need Sing it, Dan Two bulls trading information What? Two fools trading information
0: I'm inclined to agree Two fools trading information is accurate very accurate what information Truman, what all right information? man where do you want to start
2: oh goodness gracious i actually i do know where i want to start i want to start with a puff piece what i would call a puff piece okay kyle okay. there is room for bipartisanship on capitol hill no no way yes yes with our most important pressing things you might think it's the debt ceiling no that's definitely not that. You, you might, you might, yeah, yeah.
0: Maybe crypto <laughs> legislation?
2: <laughs> not even, not even, not even, I even. Uh, no, no. It, the uh, bipartisan group in Congress has introduced the AM for Every Vehicle Act. That's right. Hmm. A bill to require automakers to keep AM radio in new cars at no additional cost. Interesting.
1: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
0: I mean, I kind of agree that it should be in every vehicle though right because isn't that where like the emergency broadcasts are and like it's got better reach like you can get yes much better am cash. goes
2: further yes and that's that that's the exact ar- argument being put forth in congress uh eight out of the major uh, the 20 car companies mm-hmm. have already removed it including uh ford tesla and BMW. tesla assholes yeah no am and it's uh, I, with, especially with Tesla, especially as these cars get more computerized, like it's the same antenna. What are you doing? Right? I, th- Why? It's software at that point. Isn't it? It's just software. If you've got an antenna would, for FM. I would think. Huh. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, if, please write in and correct me if I'm wrong, folks. I'm trying to remember, but I, I can't, I can't disprove that. Yeah, I don't think there's two separate antennas. Well,
0: okay, so FM is frequency modulation, AM is amplitude modulation. So the sound wave, are the the wave forms and the frequency that they do. What they do is they modulate the peaks and the AM, and then they uh, uh modify the frequency to transmit the data in FM. I think that's how that works. But yeah, that should just be software, right?
2: Um, actually, uh, I'm I asked our uh, our digital correspondent. Mm. What does he have to say? And, uh, he said, no, uh, FM and AM radio waves require different types of antennas due to their distinct characteristics. Mm, okay, so it is. So, so AM is varying the amp, the strength of the wave. FM is changing the frequency of the wave. Mm-hmm. So they need a different antenna design to capture and transmit the signals. Okay. I
0: thought I remember there because there used to be like a, a wire that you can see in like your rear view, your rear window. That was, like, your AM antenna, and then your FM one was the one that was, like, stuck on the car.
2: I did not know that. I think. Again, this is Hmm. all, I mean, I don't know, I'm old. Well, that could very well be, because (laughs) they are apparently required to. Okay, so this is requiring, I mean, we require seatbelts for safety. Why not AM radios? Yeah,
0: I mean, if that's the way you're going to get your weather updates, and, like, if there's an emergency broadcast, it's typically, well, I guess they do that on all channels these days, but.
2: Yeah, that's what car makers are saying is like, you know, this, this shit goes out over your cell phone. Yeah, except like, that there's like no radio
0: in like bumfuck, you know, Nebraska when you're between big cities.
2: Mm. <laughs> well, right. AM AM's is your best bet. Yeah.
0: Are they going to start busting out into there. my podcasts? Because
2: that piss me off. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, they should. All right. They well, should. luckily, anyway.
0: Congress has settled this once and for all. Whew. And I'm glad you yeah. mentioned Tesla because I'm going to bring up another puff piece.
2: All right, let's do it. What's happening?
0: Elon Musk has come out and said that working from home is morally wrong when service workers still have to go to work. What? Yes, he is now claiming that uh, working from home is immoral.
2: Well, what about working for a higher wage? Uh, What about working with tools? It doesn't say anything about that. Like Uh, like a truck? Is it immoral to drive a truck because you're sitting down all day while people (laughs) digging ditches have to stand? Right. What the fuck, Elon?
0: Let's see. He said, I think the whole notion of work from home is a bit like the fake Mary Antoinette, quote, let them eat cake. It's not just a productivity thing, he said. I think it's morally wrong. He referred to tech workers as, quote, laptop classes living in la-la land. <laughs> and he told Farber that it was hypocritical to work from home while expecting service workers to continue to show up in person. He said, quote, again, people should get out the goddamn moral high horse with the work from home bullshit. Okay. Wow. I I got to wow. ask, is it a coincidence that the leader and CEO of the largest electric vehicle manufacturing company doesn't want people to not drive to work? <laughs> very, very good point. Yeah. Very good point. <laughs> yeah, so I think I'll take my morality lessons from somebody else.
2: Yeah. You know, I I honestly, I go out less because I I, I think of the world as a more dangerous place. Uh,
0: well, that I and mean, everyone talks about, you know, global warming and carbon footprints and stuff and then not wanting us to drive. And then now you come out and say that it's immoral not to do that. I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but-
1: well,
2: he's also the, the same guy that's like, well, we gotta keep having more and more babies. We don't yeah. have enough humans on the planet. It did say something about that? The guy's <laughs> think, losing his mind, really? though. I think I don't know. <laughs> right? It's like like this. This is for the conspiracy podcast. I think the CIA is slowly feeding him mercury or something. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> or maybe it's a uh, uh, maybe it's all the Chinese rubbers he's using.
2: <laughs> China's doing <it>. Right. <laughs> Wait a minute. There's mercury in these condoms. Well, he, that's just it. He's not wearing the rubbers. Oh, I know. I know. That's, that's why it didn't work. Like having, <laughs> that's why he's got like, eight, so he got like eight kids.
0: All right. What else? What else we got for real news then?
2: Uh, okay. So you'll be shocked to hear Janet Yellen after a meeting with uh, some people like Jamie Dimon. JP Morgan JCO mm-hmm. uh, Citigroup CEO Jane Fraser, um, other board members of the Bank Policy Institute uh, has come out and said we might need more bank mergers. Oh yeah well, why would yeah. that be
0: what, we, what? Might, Wait. Need,
2: we, we might need some of the larger banks to swallow up some of the smaller failing banks
0: but didn't they again just say that there is no problems with the banking system that everything was running just fine.
2: Yes. <laughs> yes. And in fact, she reaffirmed that. Oh, and, and that this, uh, the reaffirmed the strength and soundness quote, quote, strength and soundness of the U S banking system and thanked, uh, the bankers for their leadership and support. Every, um,
0: everything's fine. We just need you guys to sweep up this mess. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, i gotta the... wonder is
0: janet yelling like is she just a complete wild card is she like the charlie kelly of, of charlie the gang
2: <laughs> she is she a wild card
0: it's like she comes out and jumps on the mic and says some shit and then everybody has to scramble to try to like do damage control after she talks
2: yeah yeah so so Another, another quote from her, that this might be an environment in which we're going to see more mergers. And you know, that's something I think the regulators will be open to if it occurs.
0: Oh, uh, OK. So,
2: you know, hmm. I think the a, a good point is made by none other than uh, Elizabeth Warren. When she says what happened here is because a bank was underregulated, started to fail. And then we've helped JP Morgan get bigger. It may look good today, but ultimately, what if... JP Morgan starts to tumble. Listen,
0: listen, Dan, this is the problem. There's way too many banks for them to be able to regulate effectively. They don't have the manpower to do it. We have to consolidate them into as few banks as possible so they right, can do right. it with the minimal workforce
2: way. Then then you only need one yes. guy. Then you only yeah, need One guy. Exactly. <laughs> what happened? Well, Roy called out sick, so there was nobody watching and they did whatever they wanted.
0: Uh, Janet Yellen is also uh, uh, in the headlines uh, Economist Daniele De Martino Booth? Is it Daniele De Martino Booth? I, I don't know. I don't either. Uh, she she basically said that Janet Yellen is bluffing about the government running out of money by early June. The X date is not June. She said Janet Yellen is bluffing. What she also said was her job. Uh, this is in a tweet Tuesday. Uh, it said that the Actual date they're saying could be weeks to even maybe a month later. Oh, so it's oh. obvious it's well further away. Yes,
2: <laughs> yeah, it's it's two to five weeks further yeah. than that. Relax, everybody. Well, the Yellen's funny thing is, a liar.
0: The funny thing is, Yellen actually said in her you know the letters that she's been writing to everybody, telling them about you know these warnings. She says that uh, they still estimate. It won't be able to act by early June, potentially as early as June 1st. She's said multiple times, I think, that the actual date could be days or weeks later than these estimates. She's giving him the worst case scenario, as she should be doing.
2: Right, right. To call that
0: a bluff seems (laughs) a bit wrong.
2: Yeah, if we're on a road trip and I'm like, hey, we should uh, we should get some gas. We, yeah, we, we probably might. only got about thirty miles left, and somebody in the back seat's like, "Liar! We got thirty-five, 40.
0: Yeah, easily,
2: <laughs> <Easy>. easily.
0: <laughs> you're at quarter tank. I've made thirty-seven <laughs> just last week.
2: Just last week. Yeah, uh, it's 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 okay to get gas. You don't have to. You right. have to wait till you're on empty, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: it's like obviously you got plenty
2: of time. I. I know I know when I'm running out of money in my bank account, I don't freak out till it actually hits zero. It's not right. like when I've gone from 1,000 to 500, I don't start sweating. I'm like, I got plenty yeah. of time. I
0: still got 10 bucks in there. That'll last <laughs> I just me until it's got
2: 10 bucks through tomorrow. I don't have to take
0: any I'm not yet. out
2: of money yet. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> Why is everybody freaking out?
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, speaking of running out of money. Uh, I think you got a story about China, but I have got one here that's actually kind of scary. Um, uh, they've apparently been lending to a lot of like the poorest countries in the world, and they are not very nice when it comes to uh, uh you know, working with the people to repay that
2: debt. Debt debt collections is not uh, what China's known for being a softy on.
0: No, 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 not at all. Uh, So the AP did an analysis of the dozen countries most indebted to China, which include uh, Pakistan, Kenya, Zambia, Laos, and Mongolia. Uh, They found that paying back that debt is consuming an ever greater amount of tax revenue needed to keep schools open, provide electricity, pay for food and fuel, uh, draining their foreign currency reserves they use to pay interest on those loans, leaving some with just a few months before all their money is gone.
2: Oh, fuck. Not only
0: is China reluctant to forgive debt, They're also extremely secret by how much money they have loaned and on what terms. So that keeps other major lenders from being able to step in and help. And then on top of that, there's recently discovered that borrowers have been required to put cash in a hidden escrow account that puts China to the front of the line of creditors to be paid.
2: Oh, my goodness. Yeah.
1: Wow. Wow. Countries
0: in this analysis had as much as 50% of their foreign loans from China, and most of them were devoting more than a third of their government revenue to paying off the debt. Zambia and Sri Lanka are already in default. They can't even make the interest payments. Uh, Pakistan, millions of textile workers are laid off because the country had too much debt, couldn't afford to keep the electricity on, and machines running. In Kenya, the government held back paychecks to thousands of civil service workers to save cash to pay their loans. Good lord. President's chief economic advisor tweeted, salaries are default, take your pick uh sri lanka defaulted a year ago half a million industrial jobs are gone inflation pierced 50 percent. more than half the population in many parts has fallen into poverty and then there's uh there's talk about what happened in zambia which uh, they say they called it a case study of how it played out there landlocked country of 20 million people in southern africa over the past two decades they borrowed billions of dollars from chinese state-owned banks to build dams railways and roads The loans boosted the economy, but also raised their interest payments so high that there's little left for the governments that forced them to cut spending on healthcare, social services and subsidies to farmers for seed and fertilizer. Wow. Now, normally what happens here, like the big government lenders like the US, Japan, France, they'll work out deals to forgive debt. Um, Each lender discloses like how much they've had, what sort of terms. Uh, So that way, uh, apparently nobody feels cheated when they're open like that. But China doesn't do that. They didn't even join in on the multinational talks. They negotiated separately with Zambia and they insisted on confidentiality that barred the country from telling non-Chinese lenders the terms of the loans and whether China had devised a way of muscling up to the front of the line. Wow. This oh. is kind of scary. Like, yeah, we'll help you build that dam. Just, uh, you're just gonna give me a little something for me.
2: It's, it. like, I remember, it, it reminds me of a family guy where Stewie's beating up the dog Oh, you got Where's money for fake mustaches. You got money? Where's yeah. my money? You got money <laughs> for fake mustaches. <laughs> Clean yourself off. <laughs> Clean yourself off, right? <laughs> oh,
0: uh, this looks, this looks like, kind of bad. There's a lot of countries that are indebted to China, and it looks like that is not the place you want to be.
2: What's crazy is... You can't expect to get that loan repaid if you cripple the country's economy that's supposed to be generating the repayment.
0: Yeah, except China doesn't want that. I think China wants all the assets in that country. And that's they probably some way take of them. That country. Yeah. Yeah. It's probably this their is... way of taking assets from them.
2: This is modern imperialization. That's
0: exactly what it is. It's colonialism.
2: Yeah. Through through economics. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe Franklin was right about banks. I mean, I don't know, I've never brought it up on this show before, but uh uh if you you ever read that book Confessions of an Economic Hitman?
0: No, that sounds fascinating.
2: Oh, uh, what was the author? It was written uh, by John Perkins. Okay. Uh really really fascinating book uh came out in 2004. Um he he uh yeah, his story was he he was worked for a consulting firm that, that worked for the NSA, and he mm-hmm. would go around uh, to underdeveloped countries and get them to accept substantial development loans for large construction engineering projects, and ensure those projects went to U.S. companies. Mm. And mm-hmm. how he could, using those two tools, could wreck an economy if he wanted to. Jesus Christ! uh so yeah, 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 yeah. It's I, I I found it to be a fascinating read. Yeah, fascinating uh, read, and it sounds sure exactly that. what uh china's doing right here. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly. It, does to the yep. T to the T. Maybe. He wrote this twenty years ago. This book came out. Sounds like they read the book. <laughs> yeah, it does. It does. They were like, "Oh, that's how you, that's how you do it." Oh, oh okay. I can do that. <laughs> we could do that. <laughs> oh, Fuck, it's awful. <laughs> awful. All
0: right. Anything else, or should we move on to some advertising?
2: Um just uh we'll wrap it up real quick. Uh China, my China story. Oh, um, that's right. Yes. 1 in 5 young people in China are unemployed. So they're they're in China itself they're facing a bit of a problem because everybody's going to college and nobody's working labor. Nobody's working agriculture. Oh, they
0: built all the colleges and forgot to build the jobs infrastructure yeah. first. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> so, some something like that. It's the the. Uh, I think
0: communist. I thought you didn't really get much choice in where you go work.
2: Apparently, modern China. Yeah, they they don't just issue you. Here's where you work. Uh, the the government itself is is trying to encourage them to go find work in the countryside, echoing <laughs> the Mao Zedong's down to the countryside movement.
0: Is it the same way they? Uh tried to encourage jack ma to to not (laughs) to not speak up against the government yeah right
2: young people are just disappearing um it's a it is a problem because you know china wants to increase their birth rate Mm -hmm. and if the young people don't have jobs they're not going to have kids
0: really yeah i find what i have nothing to do i tend to to screw more
2: (laughs) yeah Yeah, i'm bored you want to fuck all right (laughs)
0: All right, let's uh, let's let's hit some advertising. Let's move on.
2: Oh, oh, oh well, last thing I want to say. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, the Chinese government did tell young people to don't be picky about your job. Oh yeah. Don't be picky. Right. Just get a job. <laughs> yeah. Any job will do. Just
0: because you went to school for something doesn't mean that you can't. Because you went to school <laughs> to learn, you know, uh, I don't know what's big in China, Ming Dynasty or anthropology or something. Like, doesn't mean you can't go plow a field.
2: That's right. Just because you went for computer science doesn't mean you're too good to, to pick yeah. rice.
0: Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, yeah, they announced a plan in February to send 300,000 youths to work in rural areas by the end of 25.
2: Oh, yeah, they did do the Jack Ma plan. Okay, so they just
0: <laughs> just round them up and send them over. Just
2: round them up, and send them out to the fields.
0: Uh, at least there's three, you know, two. What is it? 1.2 billion people there. So I guess your odds of being picked are low.
2: <laughs> yeah, You'd be all right yeah <laughs> oh all right let's uh let's let's listen to some ads real quick kyle i'm really yeah, itching to hear totally. those ads
0: yeah Woo. all right yeah. Longtime fans of the show should be familiar with the lender formerly known as sue pullen and i'm pleased to announce that she's back fresh off a rebrand and ready to help as sue Mackey. sue is a certified mortgage advisor at fairway independent mortgage and equal housing lender who focuses on finding the right product for you and your needs she has over 20 years of experience helping thousands of homeowners. Whether it's purchasing, refinancing, or even a reverse mortgage, Sue will help. Sue's licensed in 36 states now, so reach out and let Sue Mackey it happen for you. The best way to reach her is just give her a call at 520-977-7904 or in an email spullen at fairwaymc.com. Fairway Independent Mortgage has an MLS number of 2289. Sue Mackey has an MLS number of 206048. That email again. S-P-U-L-L-E-N at fairwaymc.com. And that phone number is 520-977-7904. Shoot Sue an email and let her know she needs to update that address.
1: At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership. We're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.
2: Ah, oh, man, how do we follow that up? Yeah, and they just get better and better, don't they?
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe we should update it.
2: I don't, you know, I actually do, I, I do have a real quick one we can follow that up. Oh. It's, it's in the, it's in the flavor of an ad okay you'll see you'll see what i did with that uh bluebell and dr pepper are teaming up
0: oh yes i saw that i saw
2: that dr pepper ice cream dr pepper float ice cream hitting store shelves this is gonna skyrocket cure dr pepper stock kyle i don't understand how this doesn't double their sales should we play the song already <laughs> yeah, we should because that's the story. There's no more story. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> A little teaser. Stock time! Now let's talk about stocks. Time. Looking for setups, it's still not advice. Big moves, fresh news, and earnings. All that was saved it's
0: still not advice please don't sue us I've got two stories that are both Buffett Uh, Buffett's selling assets oh okay the first one was RH which uh, I got excited because I thought it was Robin Hood at first but then uh, it turns out it's not it's some kind of uh, home furnishing store like high-end stuff that like skyrocketed during the uh covid he ended up selling off the last of his his stake um uh let's see a 13f was filed on tuesday caused the stock to drop by as much as eight percent whoa um yeah it looks like he probably still made some decent money i think his average price was still under 200 um trading today i think it wrapped up around 244 but if uh, if you're still in restoration hardware You may want to be aware that Buffett has decided to exit his stake.
2: (laughs) Buffett has left the building. Yes.
0: And then the other one he cut his stake in was TSMC, which I was kind of surprised to see that. This one was a little more interesting, though, because let's see, he had bought it. I remember we talked about him buying it. And then in February, he sold off like 86% of his stake which was just, you know, months before that he'd purchased that. That quick sale is not normal for him. He's usually, you know, holding stuff for a lot longer. Forever. Yeah. But he recently uh, completely exited his position. And the reasoning was, uh, the reasoning that he gave was he didn't like its location. He's reevaluated that. Said, I feel better about the capital that we've got deployed in Japan than in Taiwan. I wish it weren't sold, but I think that's a reality. He still calls them one of the best managed companies and most important companies in the world. And he said, "There's no one in the chip industry that's in their league, at least in his view." But the problem is that he doesn't like what's going on with Taiwan and China. Okay,
2: that makes, it, that makes sense.
0: It makes a lot of sense. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, that's just an extra risk that you
2: don't really need, right? Absolutely. Fuck. Um, uh, yeah. You're like, hey, your company's great, man. But uh, uh, yeah, but there's you know, you're uh, China adjacent. There's a major power that wants wants you
0: (laughs) yeah (laughs) and yeah i don't think you can hold up
2: at at the same time though that we're having such a big push to build semiconductors back in the u.s yeah
0: yeah and the stock is still looking fairly strong so he's Uh, getting out while it's strong yeah i I really do think that this is just a uh, i don't want to be invested in china or anything that china can ruin at this point yeah, but uh, yeah, those are those are my two stock specific stories. Since I blew my musk water already, <laughs> what, what do you well, got for us?
2: Uh, do you remember online retailer Farfetch from the COVID area?
0: Fetch? Yeah, I remember. Remember making and losing a lot of money on that stock.
2: <laughs> They're still at it. They, uh, they, they shot up like twenty percent. What uh, because they 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 had a wall they had a they had a beat oh on their okay. earnings.
0: Twenty percent from four dollars and forty cents. It's a little bit different than what I was doing two years ago.
2: Yeah. Well that was that's the other yeah. thing, is it's like during COVID people valued like the value of this company was so high. There's
0: so many valuations so high and like in the middle of it, I don't remember even questioning it. Yeah. Not at all. Not at all. I hope we've learned enough to the- to maybe uh, uh, rethink some of those <laughs> those trade ideas that we tried yeah. <laughs> back when we started
2: out. Oh, hey, I made plenty of money on on fetch. Uh,
0: I can't remember if I did well on that one or not. I remember taking a pretty big hit on one of them.
2: It it was one of the ones that like in uh, when we first started. Yeah. Yep. That hit all time highs and like rode all the way up to like seventy. Dollars, yeah, yeah before, it's, yes. before it turned around. Anyway, yeah, they're still a thing. Uh, they are the third, I think, largest online retail, retailer for luxury goods. Okay, okay. Behind Louis Vuitton and, and Richemont. <laughs> <laughs>
0: what do they sell?
2: Isn't that luxury uh, oh, goods? Luxury goods, yeah. yeah. Luxury goods.
0: Do they sell Louis um, Vuitton?
2: I don't. No, I don't use Farfetch. I don't buy luxury goods. Kyle. I don't either. <laughs> I know nothing, nothing of luxury goods. I don't
0: even know what a luxury good is. Maybe I well, have some. When I,
2: I don't know, I'll have to look around. When I worked at the resort, I remember people being like, "That woman's purse was a ten thousand dollar Michael Kors or Louis Vuitton or whatever." I'm like, "What the fuck?" Like really? That, pur- looked- that purse was ten grand. How do you know? Look just like the one you got. <laughs> <laughs> It's really weird because it looked like it was made out of all the same materials all the other purses get made out of.
0: Yeah, would they just, younger children make that one? Like, how does that yeah, work? What right. makes it so valuable? <laughs> is the stitching really tight? We, it
2: is It is not only made from fine fetal leather, <laughs> but we get, we get the world's most exquisite five-year-olds to sew the stitching. <laughs> you get the tiny, tiny spacing required. Uh, never comes apart.
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right what else you got for for stock news
2: uh alibaba spinning off its cloud and ai business oh
0: um why
2: they're why they're in a long-term restructuring plan of theirs oh, to sp- spin off everything
0: <laughs> so i just pulled up the uh, article and i see that the image of the person speaking is not jack Ba.
2: It's not Jack Ma, no, no, uh, it's oh, what was his name? Daniel Zhang. Uh, okay he's the new, he's the CEO of Alibaba group yeah. these days. good for him. Uh, so long term, Alibaba is spinning off into like nine smaller companies. Hmm. They' uh, they're, they're cloud they're responsible for a huge, huge ton right. of cloud computing over in China. And globally, uh, they the their cloud cloud computing AI group makes up nine percent of Alibaba's total revenues. Oh wow, that's uh so substantial billions billions of dollars. Yeah, um, and the, yeah, and this guy's of course this guy's also gonna be on the board of directors of the cloud company when they spin it off. Of course, uh, they want to they want to give it its own IPO. What I thought found interesting is they've got their version of GPT. Oh, and interesting. Their their whole thing is they've integrated it into their chat productivity app, which has six hundred million users.
0: Chat productivity app. What does that mean?
2: Uh, it's like a chat app, like like WeChat, but also oh oh oh, oh, productivity for like working. Yeah. So we're chatting back and forth. I send you messages. It's like
0: Microsoft Teams. Yeah, it's social uh, media for work. So yay,
2: <laughs> right? But they're gonna be they're gonna be integrating text generating AI, and I I can easily see something like this turning into what they always wanted Siri to be.
0: Hmm. Interesting.
2: Like think 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 about if Siri was linked up to ChatGPT, how good ChatGPT is. Like like
0: yeah, Siri probably you could be just a a lot ask better. it a question. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No more of that I don't know.
2: <laughs> yeah. Or, or like when I ask Siri a question, it just does a Google search. Right. Yeah. Here's the results. <laughs> yeah. Here's the internet search results. It's like that's not okay. Oh. You uh, want me to do the work, no.
0: Siri? Did, that I just asked you to do.
2: Uh. Right. Right. <laughs> exactly. Oh, you, you want you want me to do it? Um.
0: I wonder how far we are though from using Chat GPT in your Microsoft Teams or productivity platform to fake your uh participation.
2: Oh, right! Like you pay fifty dollars a month, and you can have Chat GPT pretend to be you. Yeah,
0: just uh, answer all my messages to you, or yeah, go to just a portal to a chat window. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I cannot answer that question.
2: Oh, could you imagine sent like sending your your elderly parent to chat to your chat bot?
0: Oh God! Oh God! (laughs) That could either be fascinating or terrifying. I'm not sure how that would I go. I talked
2: to my dad in five years, but he thinks we're closer than ever.
0: <laughs> Actually, didn't that, wasn't that a South Park episode? Like one of the recent ones? The kids were uh, using ChatGPT to do their text messages to their girlfriends.
2: No, oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, I haven't seen that. Because they couldn't. Sounds about right. It's like,
0: yeah, well, I don't know how to talk to her, but ChatGPT can do it. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Uh huh. Yeah, not too Sounds far about from right. <laughs> Sounds
0: about right. All right. Uh, you got any more stock stuff to talk about? I don't. Me neither. Don't. Let's do some crypto because there's some decent ones there. I
1: got some crypto in my wallet. Hanging out on my Ethereum blockchain. Yeah, I got some crypto in my wallet. Doggy, sushi, pulpa, dot, NFT Decentralized Anonymized Fabulous Cryptocurrency.
2: Well, Kyle, you know how I earlier had a story about bipartisan Oh yeah, AM radio bringing the two parties so, together. So
0: you're telling me that the AM radio brought everyone together, they found out that they could work together, and they decided to get a bunch of shit done while they had momentum? No. Oh.
2: No, I'm, I'm saying oh. everything else <laughs> remains at a standstill. Oh, okay. No, they, okay. they've got uh, two competing bills over stablecoins in the House of Representatives.
0: Oh, what are the differences between the two? Please give me a line-by-line line summary. Well,
2: well Kyle, <laughs> it, it seems Republicans want uh, stablecoin issuers to register through state-level agencies, and Democrats want to grant state regulators the authority to prove issuer registration. Republicans want all required registration materials with federal regulators, and Democrats want the Federal Reserve to approve or deny federal registration.
0: They'll never get this sorted out. So, the,
2: as you can see, yes,
0: this is never going to get resolved. They're miles
2: apart. We we just have no common ground. <laughs> uh,
0: <laughs>
2: yeah, literally. Uh, Capitol Hill insiders are not confident saying either bill is going to even make it to the floor for a vote. Not surprised. Uh, <laughs> well, it's, at
0: least we're seeing the Republicans go back to their. St- you know, let the states handle it type mandate. seems like it's been a while since they've, uh, you know, championed that.
2: (laughs) Oh, you know, uh, I don't I don't think you can get like this is something that has to be done broad. Yeah. Right. You can't you can't have like, oh, Kyle, here in Nevada, I get this rate on my stable coins and I can do them like this. (laughs) It's like, oh, well, here in Illinois, we can't. Yeah, it's like I I don't I don't I don't see that happening. Yeah, this, it. it's yeah. got to be done federally.
0: I would agree with that. Well, the EU has uh, has taken the lead on this, I guess, because they actually did pass uh, or gave the final stamp of approval to regulation on MiCA, which is markets in crypto assets, the world's first comprehensive set of cryptocurrency regulations. Whoa. So yeah, they approved it uh, by the European Parliament last month, and it should be taking effect in 2024. Uh, it goes into effect in phases. Um okay. trying to see what it, co- it covers a wide variety of assets from utility tokens to stable coins and crypto asset service providers, such as custodial account providers, trading platforms and exchange service providers. Rules require anyone who wishes to issue a crypto asset to attain a license. It's probably not a bad idea. Uh, also established an anti-money laundering requirements for any service providers. So anybody who, I guess, any crypto service provider has to collect information regarding the senders and receivers of transactions, with no regards to the amounts involved. Mm. That sounds cumbersome. Yeah. Let's see what else is a lot of- Trying to see what else is in here. Uh, I think that's the main bulk of it. But yeah, looks like uh, looks like Europe managed to get their shit together and pass at least something.
2: So let's just copy them.
0: Um, I mean, you could start there, right?
2: <laughs> like, because I'll guarantee this, Kyle, while we continue to argue about it, we'll be able to gather the data for how well it's working in Europe.
0: Right, right. That's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, I don't know. What do you think? What's your thoughts uh, on regulation in general in the crypto world?
2: Well, I I feel like it's sold marketed packaged, talked about psychologically a currency right Mm -hmm. when ultimately it's not it's not a currency it's not exchanged like you can't go down to target and spend your bitcoin like we're not it's not a tender
0: you can some places but they have to put what's things in place i guess
2: what i'm To me, cryptocurrency is just an NFT without the JPEG. Mm, Right. Right. That's so, so, uh, I mean, I think, I think we should go the other way and regulate them and say that they're just a product, like a beanie baby. Make them a commodity. They're just a commodity. That's all. That's all they are to me to regulate the language. Like, you know, they're, they're marketed as like an investment
0: they really are
2: saying right uh but if yeah like if you can imagine like imagine matt damon doing like at the height of beanie babies had going out and like doing that commercial right like for for buying beanie babies like there's no difference Buy beanie babies be bold be be bold like
0: why does that seem more ridiculous though
2: (laughs) (laughs) Right? The physical real thing that people collect.
0: That feels like an insane thing. No person would do that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I should say no person.
2: I remember fucking the the people convinced they were going to retire on their beanie babies. Oh, yeah.
0: Oh, I remember that too. Yeah. They still exist. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Here's the thing about collectibles, guys. (laughs) If. Everybody, if something's designed to be collectible, it's not collectible. Because you have to wait for everybody else's parents to throw out the other person's. I think that's how Calvin and Hobbes explained it.
2: Yeah, exactly. So if every kid has (laughs)
0: 10 of these comic strips, like ziploc so that light can't get to it and everything else, then how are they ever going to be worth any money? Because we're all counting on each other's moms to throw it away before ours.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I remember. Yeah, I remember going through a box of my comic books from the early 90s. Mm -hmm and i had they were all wrapped real nice and and packaged well from my mom kept them Mm -hmm. in the back of a closet somewhere and i remember like looking up all the prices and i think 20 dollars was like the best one right yeah yeah and and it was like everything else was under five dollars right might as well have been face value and i was like damn it i was sure as a kid like if I save these, they'll be worth something.
0: Well, at least you practice saving. Maybe that, uh, maybe that is a way to teach kids about saving for the future. Just, We should probably teach them to save something that I'll actually appreciate and value.
2: <laughs> right? Yeah. And yet I was I was cashing those bonds, Grandma and Grandpa. I know. I know. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> what was I doing? <laughs> oh, that's such God, a damn it. <laughs>
0: Alright, Dan. <laughs> Reach for him, mister.
2: Oh. God, you had to make me wait. The waiting was the worst part. Oh,
0: yeah, oh. I like to look you in the eyes before I pull the trigger.
2: No, wait, bleeding out. That's the worst part. <laughs> no, no, not no, I was wrong.
0: It's not it's the, the waiting. It's definitely the gunshot. <laughs>
2: it's definitely the gunshot.
0: It's the bullet piercing my <laughs> flesh that hurts more than the sound in my ears. Okay. Oh. You know. <laughs> oh, how was your week, man? How'd you do?
2: My week was great. I uh, I did I did fantastic. I ended the day, the week with uh, sixty two and three quarters points profit.
0: Very nice. Very nice. Thank you. Thank you. Goal is twenty a day.
2: That's that's what I like to do. I like yeah. if I'm if I'm above twenty, I'm comfortable just saying, "Hey, I did good today."
0: Yeah,
2: I'll I'll stop
0: uh it's funny how those little little wins add up over time
2: they do they do i ended the four week trial period i gave myself yeah sim mm-hmm. uh two 236 points nice yeah That's thank you damn good For, return 44 yeah. percent positive trading rate mm-hmm. uh so i'm ready to go live again is all as, right the long long story short we'll see we'll see what the difference is uh, oh, it'll
0: be different. <laughs> it'll be different, but you've proven you can do it. Remember to keep those stats uh yeah. when you do find yourself uh getting challenged that you got something to go back and look and say, "Hey, I can do this."
2: Yeah, yeah, I am on to something. Uh, here. Uh, I agree. In the last 2 weeks, my uh my my accuracy is is 52%. So mm-hmm. I'm improving in my accuracy. I
0: was actually looking through my stats today, too, after we wrapped up. Um, And actually, my good was today, I think. Uh, I was really happy with the ad that I made on uh, the last trade I had.
2: Yeah, you traded really good today.
0: Well, the first couple trades were not that great. There was only one, though, that I looked at and I was like, you know what? I would not have taken that. But I, I don't know. I was really happy with the way. I was finally able to start adding to a a winning trade. I hit my take profit. It came back to my entry. I was able to throw on another two contracts, get paid at my take profit again, and then hit my runner take profit. And I was like, you know, that's good. I'm done. No more.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I like, I like just saying, Hey, I got good profit for the day. I'm just going to call it.
0: I've been, I think, I feel like I've been quick to cut the days a little too short too soon. Mm -hmm. Just cause, um, I've got a bigger profit target that I've got to hit for yep. the eval account that I'm running, but I don't mind cutting early on Friday. I think carrying a green week and a green day into the weekend is worth the, uh, the potential profits that you could have had if you continue to press it. Cause last thing you want to do is stew over a terrible decision that wiped out all the gains from the day.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that's for sure.
0: So what about your, your bad?
2: My bad is directly related. Um, so no, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I realized. <laughs> I realized. That, <laughs> I realized that something that's been happening is like if, if I hit over twenty points after commissions, mm-hmm. and I'm like, hey, if I call it here, I get to add another twenty points to the bank this week. You know, it's like like a like a game show. Like, oh yeah, yeah go ahead, bank that. Ah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Then I can, you know, play a few video games, maybe smoke a little weed. And I realized that I've been smoking a lot of weed. A lot more. I've I've almost doubled my consumption because I keep getting, I keep hitting my profit keep getting reward, And I reward myself. And I just <laughs> spending the afternoon playing games and smoking weed because I made all my points. And I'm like, holy oh. shit, I'm smoking too much weed. I need to.
1: You need, need a new pull. reward.
2: <laughs> I need a new reward.
0: <laughs> okay. All right.
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But but it's not ugly, Kyle, because I did get that new treadmill. So while I'm smoking weed, I'm walking and exercising. So. Oh,
0: okay. All right. Yeah. All right.
2: At, at my desk while I while I play computer games, I, I nice. have to walk on the treadmill. So that's why it's just a bad. It's not ugly
0: what's that show I watch oh that was in the league where the guy has to go work out in the basement and he watches porn when he works out oh god it's like the way he justifies like getting on the elliptical <laughs>
2: <laughs> i let myself watch some porn <laughs>
0: right <laughs> um my bad I think uh Tuesday I felt like I was struggling with patience I was looking back yeah. through my journal mm-hmm. um there's just too many trades that I took that day that were not in a good spot and a not in a level um I was really happy though that I was able to regroup. I you know, cooled off, kind of saw what I was doing, picked a spot, waited for it to come to that level, took a trade, and what do you know, that's the one that actually works.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, but it seemed like there's a couple days there where like I could have just skipped the first three trades of the morning and would have done a lot better. Yeah. And I think that's uh that's just pointing to some patience issues.
2: Yeah, you know, patience like 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 we were friday morning like Mm -hmm. sometimes it's just really pays off if you're patient and you just wait and i missed some profitable trades because i was patient for for getting my level but when i did get in i may have gotten out too early but like that was the big dump of the day like trading off the top and of that little globex range
0: Yeah, I mean, we had a key spot from the overnight distribution where we knew if we broke below that, we're likely to see some follow-through.
2: It's going to (laughs) dump. And it
0: held right at the spot where we thought it should. That was the only one I regretted was not taking that long off the lows. um, Off to the... uh, the, Yeah, when it tried to push and then rejected the push below
1: 4,200.
0: All right, Any uglies?
2: yeah, yeah. I did have an ugly on Thursday. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm trying trying this, you know the the Globex distribution strategy method, right? Where that defines right. my range and I'm gonna play those those two levels. That's where I start.
0: Yeah, yeah. that's
2: where I start my day. Yes. Uh, Thursday, I got up and uh, around six am before the Globex had even finished forming, I was I was thinking I was sneaky and I was like I'm gonna get short right here, like look it's right <laughs> at the top of the range. Well, no, the range hadn't finished forming. Right. And I, I got rolled over. <laughs> full stop. Started my started my day with a with a full loss. Right. Really, mm. really demoralizing.
0: Yeah, it's hard to shake those ones off too, especially when you're like spectacularly wrong.
2: Yeah, um, in, in fact, uh, so so I was trying to short, I'm looking at my trade journal, I was trying to short 62, 64, got rolled over. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, I got long at 68, not long after that, and then the, I got 28 and a half points out of that trade. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, good job flipping then. Well, uh, sometimes that's tough to do too. Right. I see a lot of people go broke continuously trying to reshort a move that's just nothing but bullish strength
2: yeah well and and once I'd let that top play out and form mm-hmm. properly uh it was a pullback, i believe that got me in at sixty eight so like it had mm-hmm. already gone long and it was like pull right. back down, and I was like, oh yeah, they're absorbing the sellers here.
0: thank you, I'll take some of that,
2: <laughs> yeah, it was like rotating anyway right uh but yeah, so that was my ugly though it was just just uh not letting. Not not trading the plan, obviously. And then starting that the day, it just psychologically fucked fuck me up.
0: Yep. Yeah. Um, oh, geez. My ugly was not much better. Uh, remember that last trade I was talking about that I got on Tuesday that was able to claw back some of the gains I'd or some of the losses that I'd uh, put in earlier? mm mm-hmm. uh, Yeah, managing that trade was awful for me. Uh, I hit my first take profit on that one. Uh, I got a really nice ad even, and I got so attached to that trade that even though I watched structure flip on me and flip bearish, Mm -hmm. uh, I refused to even take my stops to break even after hitting that first take profit. And in fact, I even went so far as to move it from the swing low to the low a day What for my stops. Yeah, I adjusted my stops and took a bigger loss than I should have on the remaining position, the trade itself ended up profitable, but I gave back about 12 points that I didn't have to on two contracts because of that. I was so attached to the position and seeing my thesis work out and not wanting to get shaken out. I was Mm -hmm. so convinced that they're going to shake me out and then rip that I allowed that to influence my decision-making process. And that was terrible.
2: Yeah. well, was that level big enough to justify? Like, was it the edge of a huge distribution?
0: I think it was, but the problem was that everything else that was that I could look at, when I look at the chart, I look at structure, I look at the swing highs and swing lows, everything was pointing bearish. Mm. There was, I should have been terrified of holding that any longer. I should have been flattening that. I had multiple chances to flatten it, too, at my TP1 point but I was so convinced that I was right that I let that completely cloud my judgment and basically uh, affected everything that I was seeing.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's tough, man.
0: I, I mean, I'm happy that I saw it. I'm happy that I was able to go back and review it. And that's why it's so important to review your trades. You you get caught up in the moment with emotions and you know your decision-making sometimes isn't rational. You need to come back and re- look at them through the lenses of clearer eyes and some time away from it in order to really see what was happening and try to determine you know were you right or were you wrong uh, i was not right in this case
2: well it's interesting because mm-hmm. on what was it uh wednesday on wednesday yeah. uh i took a trade that where
0: was it the one where you said, I would take this lower if it sets up here again, so I'm just going to accept the risk and move my stops to where they would be if I entered here? Because that was what was actually playing in my head when I just justified that to myself in the moment.
2: <laughs> yeah, on Wednesday, um, like I had taken a nap and I got up and I saw it trading around the the high end of the distribution that I'd mapped out mm-hmm. and trading up into it. And I was like, this is a big inflection point. So right. I expect this to hold. And if it does, it will be a, a, a really solid move in my direction. Mm-hmm. Right. Like it's is the edge of the distribution. And I did, I put on a much larger position. I normally do three contracts and I put on like nine contracts. It's was like, I'm taking a triple trade because to me this is a higher probability Mm -hmm. and I didn't manage the trade well at all, but it was profitable. Hmm. If I, if I, I I think I did the math the day of, if I, uh, if I, if I'd like, maybe if I'd had Purdue show me that chart with the power towers, I would have been able to do it. I could have easily squeezed like another 30 points out of it. Right. Um, I mean I ended the day with 25 points. I don't remember how many was from that trade, but mo- probably most of them. Uh, <laughs> uh, but so so you know you know what I mean like like I feel like like it's okay to to maybe stretch that risk at the right spot, but you're not betting on yourself being right. You're saying this is a higher probability area. Yeah.
0: And I should also add, too, it was uh, the last 10 minutes of the close. I was convinced that the uh, the 10-minute algos were going to go bullish.
2: Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah. There was no okay. justification for this.
2: Yeah. Okay. It and was just ugly all around. Hence yeah. the ugly.
0: Hence okay. the ugly.
2: All right. Well.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, that's why we do no the reviews. <laughs>
2: right? It's Exactly. Yeah. It's for us. It's yes. Not for you, listener. This is for us. <laughs> yeah. Alright. I'm a also bet? a selfish lover <laughs> Right <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let's do a bit I need it, wanna beat it, gonna win it if I take it from you I'm filling my position quit your bitch and random's gonna lose Got a chart full of levels and a stop, that's not too tight. It's better picking time in the shop, so pick them right.
0: All right, Dan, we got about five minutes for these gummies kick in, so we're going to have to burp through this <laughs> one pretty quick. All right. <laughs> you got anything that you're watching that I uh, think we should be looking at here?
2: So I've got Upstart in my long-term portfolio.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, good, good pickup.
2: It has been ripping. Yeah, yeah. I was, <laughs> I was even, I was, I was waving the phone at, J, at Jamie Lynn, saying like, "This is why you dollar cost average. Look, right, look at this." <laughs> <laughs> I was buying all the way down here. Nice. Now, up here. <laughs> uh, so, you know, naturally, I think that it's about to drop. Uh, so mm. we could short. We could short Upstart.
0: The only thing I don't like about upstart is that the green bars volume is so much higher than the red days. Like it almost looks like it's still got room or maybe it it, almost like it has too much momentum. It's in a spot where I'd love to see it hold, but that still kind of scares me a bit.
2: It's it's got, it does. Okay. It's got momentum, but it just had a, it just had a red day. You know, it
0: did, it did. But look, look at the volume on that compared to the day before.
2: Yeah, about half.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, that kind of scares me a
2: bit. It's got a gap to fill.
0: Yeah, it could be 10 years before it fills it, too.
2: (laughs) (laughs) It's got a gap to fill down there at 14. Holy shit. Uh,
0: You know what else has a couple gaps? What's that? Or at least a gap. Oh, there's a few more. Uh, TSM. After uh, Mr. Buffett decided to jump out of it. I mean, it still looks like it's in a bullish flag pattern on like the long-term timeframes here.
2: Okay, I really like. But the, it's also at the top of that. I channel. like this TSM short even better.
0: Okay, all right.
2: Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm just looking at it, and I'm looking uh, on the daily back to January. It's this distribution on the volume profile is pretty thick, with the bottom at 82 and the top at 93. Perfect. So, Uh, Yeah, we're we're, this is yeah, let's 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 short TSM with uh, Uh,
0: I would want the stop at 96 so it's just above the previous swing high. You can pick the take profit if you want to use the distribution.
2: Let's do our first take profit at 80, we'll say 87.5 and then the second one
0: say 85, 82.
2: Let's say 83. 83. All right, Let's put some hairs. I'll give it to you. Okay. <laughs> All
0: right, I like that. I like that. Uh, should we get a uh, random?
2: No, not this week. Let's just go against ourselves. Uh,
0: how do we? Yeah, win?
2: I know. I... <laughs> <laughs> All
0: right, random has gone with uh, Broadridge Financial Solutions. B R.
2: B R. And it's not Brent oil futures.
0: No. No, it's Broadridge Financial Solutions.
2: Okay, random.
0: I actually think I had an account through them. That's how my core shares were housed. Oh, yeah? Yeah.
2: It's it's flagging at the top. I know. I don't like <laughs> seeing that.
0: I was hoping when it said financial that it was a bank.
2: <laughs> yeah, right, right, but, right.
0: But no, no, it is not.
2: No, it is not.
0: Uh, at least they just had their earnings. Uh, they were... Mixed.
2: Also, ninety stock traders. You might recognize a cup and handle pattern. <laughs> Stupid random.
0: I know random such a. It's all right. We're winning.
2: It's also also I, I see an inverted head and shoulders there too. God damn
0: it! Stop looking at bullish patterns on our competition.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm just saying.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm
2: just saying. You're gonna Stupid speak it into being.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right.
2: There you have it. We're we're gonna short uh, short TSM now that Buffett's out. We'll see what happens. Get get notice how he got out at the top of a big distribution, Kyle.
0: It's amazing, right? It's almost yeah, like it's, he's a he's practiced.
2: He's got some technical analysts working for him.
0: Maybe he's doing better than congressman.
2: Be <laughs> great. <Right. laughs> Oh, uh, all right, folks. Thanks for sticking around to the end. We sure appreciate it. We always have a good time, and we're glad you came by the shop with us. But we got to close on up. We'll be back at you soon with the results of these latest round of bets. Until (laughs) then, uh, don't be afraid to hit that like and share button. Like it's, uh, yeah.
0: Do the moral thing share this episode with the good hearted, job commuting folks that are single handedly holding the fabric of society together. Take yeah,
2: if you if you work from home, <laughs> you immoral bastard.
0: Fuck those people! No, they're
2: <laughs> <laughs> the worst, yeah. worst kind of degenerates, right? <laughs> what the fuck. Anyway, we'll be back at you soon. We love you. Like, share, subscribe. Until then, happy trades.
1: Goodbye. Say goodbye.
2: Tidy's Casino? Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I'm. I'm missing it. Am I too high? Um, what's happening? Loose, loose slots. Loose. Something always loose. advertiser. Loose slots. Never mind. Is that? Cut. Are you referencing a real casino?
0: No, I made that up.
2: <laughs> okay. I, I don't know what's happening.
0: Yeah, I was trying to go off the cuff there, and it failed miserably. <laughs> this will probably be at the end of the episode after the credits
2: roll. <laughs>